2: Everybody says, say something, so we bloody well will, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Rebel. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And the man who's always looking for something he can't have, it's Pete Donaldson. I will have it. Hello everybody.
3: Good to have you here. Lovely, lovely.
4: Nice to be here, Mike. Indeed.
3: Although sad news, Ken Dodd.
4: Yes, very yes. sad. Yeah,
3: yeah. 90 is no age. I'm a diddy man. Yeah, you
4: you were a big fan of Ken Dodd back I was. in the day, Pete. What an
3: entertainer! My mum and dad used to go and see him quite a lot. Um hmm. Like, but we never used to talk about their love of them of him. I don't know why. The, one of my favourite
2: stories uh, about Ken Dodd was when he performed at the that famous uh, venue in Glasgow, the working man's uh, place. I can't remember. the.
5: Was it Glasgow Empire? It might be Belfast.
4: As 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 an Englishman, Mm. yeah?
5: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, No, I don't think it was called that. No, I think I think it might be called The Empire and it might be in Belfast. No, 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 this, was, this was definitely Glasgow.
2: Right. Um, but anyway, wherever it was, and he said, that um, he, he came out and they said English comedians always had like, a really rough time there and it was always difficult to win the crowd over. And his opening line, he came out there and went, well, I suppose you were wondering why I sent for you. <laughs> 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 and it That's went great. downhill
4: from there. Uh, a <laughs> mate, mate um,
3: went to uh, one, uh, see Ken Dodd do his usual three-hour set and halfway through... Uh, an older lady um, sort of sat in front of the stage, turned to the crowd, started masturbating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> turned Which to the had, crowd. Like, <laughs> how, I mean, how do you. Up- I mean, that is an upstaging of sorts, isn't it? Not with the Feather Duster. <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs>
3: <yeah>. Ken Dodd. <laughs> she did he did so, mend herself?
2: For those who don't know, yeah. Ken
5: Dodd, that was a very good joke. Yeah. <laughs> he always made a point of being very, very clean, didn't he? So maybe she was yeah. just a sort of like anti-fan. <laughs> <Yeah. about her. laughs> All right, I had to blow
4: this up a bit. Yeah, Eddie, yeah. responded um, to derail this for you. Um,
5: little, Antifa, oh. Ken Dodd's Antifa. Another, um,
4: <laughs> another little-known fact about the—do people call him Doddy? About Doddy, maybe was that um, I think I'm right in saying he had the third biggest-selling single of the '60s. My goodness, with a song called Tears. Yeah.
2: And I read some, that this morning. Apparently there was some competition
4: yeah, back in those days. Had yeah, there's some good bands around then. so <laughs> there we go. There
2: we are. There we are. So, yeah, so
4: RIP Doddy. Indeed, yeah.
2: Um, but let's move on to the Premier League straight away. And we have to start with West Ham, really. I mean, yeah. my goodness, we spoke about them on the previous show last week as there was uh, things being written about uh, what was going on in the club and I think that they advertised to the whole world that there was things going on at the club, didn't they, in that game? I mean, a number of pitch invaders and and so on are huge problems throughout that club. I'd say on and off the field, but most of it was on the field. A lot
3: of of stories this weekend. Yeah, very
4: much so. A lot of narrative. It's it's unlike unlike us to start with the top of the bill unless something mad happens like it has here with a game that wasn't televised. Yeah, mm. three o'clock on a Saturday. I know. Still saw plenty of footage.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When, when I, obviously, when the news came through about everything that was going on, I, um, I found a stream of it and it was like I was watching the sides of the screen. I was watching the game, but not concentrating on it at all. No, it was no, all no. about what was happening off, off the pitch. I, I it was, was wondering, strange.
4: I was wondering whether they were going to show a lot of it on match it, yeah. of the day because you see, normally they just move the camera away, don't that's they? That's right, right. Yeah. But there was quite a lot of it. Show. And you had to show it. Yeah. And so, I've, yeah, I think so. I think so. And, a very, very interesting situation because if you, if you take the football side of it, at that point, West Ham were 1-0 down with about 25 minutes left when it all started.
2: I think, was it not the second goal where it, re- it really kicked okay, off? Okay. So I, well, I either I, or, they're still in the game.
4: They're 20 minutes to go and they're 2-0 down. Yeah. They're, the game's not over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I, thought the very first bit of crowd trouble happened in, on the first goal. and
2: It I, might I'm, well... I, if, I, if it did, yeah.
4: then... You'd have to say that the fans have contributed arguably directly to a home defeat in that in that game. Oh, absolutely. And In a game where they needed well, really on that, that badly.
2: There was two fans on the pitch and they were kind of shepherded off by James Collins. And then when they got back into the stands, you know, was, one lad was <laughs> kind of laughing out.
3: <laughs> he, he certainly did.
2: One got away and the other lad got
3: uh, took a bit of a beating, which shows... Uh, all, I, all I had was that, I was like, what's I going to fucking achieve then? Well,
5: yeah. that, but that's it, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you know, those fans that got onto the pitch don't reflect the majority of. of, of but it's, of West it was just very stuff. underwhelming pitch invasion, really. It was just like, oh, look, look yeah. what I'm doing. It's
3: just, uh, I like, think they're off. The, the scarier oh. thing was
5: was the you know the coins being thrown at David oh, yeah. Gold and David Sullivan and stuff like that. And there was there was real vitriol in in those faces from the footage we saw of that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's just a mess, isn't it? As we spoke about on the show before, I mean, I think a lot of fans, I feel. They feel like they were lied to in terms of the move to the stadium because they were they were promised sort of you know this this golden new era and and how. You know, it would be brilliant, and it would solve all their problems and push them forward. And that just hasn't been the case because the club have been just run in a very sort of haphazard way. How, but the, the stewarding that? thing has become a big issue, and it's not actually West Ham themselves that run it. So there are so many things that need to be sorted well, out. Well, that, can... that, that,
3: historically, like, uh, that has been a complaint um, since they moved into the stadium. The stewarding yes. is dreadful yeah. at, that, at that ground, and we've seen a situation where the stewards can't control what's actually happening there. And d- do West Ham get the fine? Did the council get the fine? I'm confused as to who's going to get That'd the fine. Nice. At the end of the day, you can't control stewards who you who don't belong to you effectively. Yeah, I, I can't mean,
5: imagine the council would get fined, though. Do you know what I mean? I just don't see it playing out that way. I mean, well, the stewarding is so bad. Mm. The club captain is having to deck pitch invaders. But
4: yeah, right. <laughs> but Just a, a, I guess, a slight alternative viewpoint in 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 a, in a few parts. One is that the idea of stewarding at a public event needs to be predicated on the idea that the majority of people aren't going to cause problems. Mm. You know, not, There's not a police officer for every person in London. Of course. There's an amount of police officers that can carry off the job um, with the understanding that most people aren't going to commit a crime. And it's the same principle in a, in a football stadium. It's how
2: society yeah. runs, essentially.
4: Secondly, I mean, it's interesting that we talk about these fans not being reflective of the wider fan base at West Ham something you just
5: mentioned there, Jim. I mean very specifically the pit invaders. I know a lot well, of them are furious.
4: Well, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? One is that it's a, it's a, um, it's a, stupid, it's a stupid thing to do, and it's yes. a disgrace, and it shouldn't happen, and it's a bad example. And I understand all that, and I'm not defending the actions, but I'm going to try and go some way towards defending the anger felt because I think another way of looking at it is that these people who love, and, and I understand that some of them may just be pissed up idiots, I get mm-hmm. that, but not, potentially not all I of th- them. Yes.
3: Not all of them can th- be. I think and, the man with the corner flag really had a thing to say. He wanted to do a Graham
4: Souness. He well, to no, do, because that because can I just finish there. the point okay, really let, quickly? Yeah, let, I, let, I really let, just want to finish the point. It, it, is, that, is that this is, for, for for some of these fans at least, who, who've taken the action they've taken at the weekend, West Ham is clearly a very important part of their lives. They support the club, and you'd imagine they support for life and they and they have paid a decent amount of money for season tickets and all that. I'm very uncomfortable when people say, "Not this is not you specifically, Jim." but is generally when people say, "Oh, they're not real fans," or "This is not reflected." Mm. Well, you could look at it another way. You could say, "Well, this guy or these selection of men here who who support the club very, very, you know, very deeply have decided to take matters into their own hands to such an extent that they absolutely know that they could be banned for life yeah. from a club that they've supported their entire life and will continue to support." it's high stakes isn't it? it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah if you assume that at least some of them have thought about what they're doing I'm not saying that's definitely the case but it might be that that goes some way towards the showing the depth of anger felt by what is essentially a terribly run club probably the best, the worst run club in the top flight one yeah. of the worst run clubs in the, in the, in the, yeah, come on. one of the worst yeah. run clubs in, in in the country and we ha- that has to be taken seriously I, I, to, I, just to, just to sum up I'm not defending the action but you can defend the anger yeah yeah
5: I
3: I think you are, you know, you're leaving yourself open there to be accused of sort of going, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with the action with it, with the things that you just said. I think a with the I don't have a problem with people turning around to the chairman and all kind of, you know, giving, giving them pelters when they're pelting the, them with pound coins. That's a different, that's a different situation. So I don't have a problem with, you know, mass process, protests at the club. I don't have a problem with uh, marches and stuff like that. I mean, when, when it does tip over, is, you know, physically assaulting someone. Yeah. It's the be background to that right? is there
4: was going to be a march, wasn't there? We talked about it on but Thursday. But the, the, can- the, the right wing ultras said "North, don't me, do it,
3: not in
2: our name. For hmm. me, the problems are throughout the whole club and that includes the fan base because the fans aren't even that united on this. Some fans no. want to do one thing, other fans want to do the other.
5: It um, is he, he, such a great big mess and I have no idea how you go about sorting well, just the corner flag thing just to sort of come back in on that apparently in the 90s um, West Ham tried to introduce a bond scheme for um, season ticket holders where you'd have to buy a bond to then be eligible to buy a season ticket mm. to help to sort of basically redevelop the ground and a fan did exactly what the guy did with the corner flag then uh, and it was apparently a reference oh, right. to that, didn't know um, that. that. but the, some of the chanting was Stratford's a shit or we want to go home but like where do you, do you do a ground show with, with Orient? Like, where can you go now? Like, it's, you
2: can't. I mean, it's done now, isn't it? You would have thought, but
4: yeah. But the soul's been ripped out of the club because they've not done something we talked about a couple of weeks ago with, with new stadiums. They've not done the basic stuff properly. I mean, they, they were sent. I I heard a, a season ticket who spoke very passionately on the radio show I was on a week or two ago, or perhaps a bit longer ago, saying that they were given literature from the owners of the club with some guarantees. And one of the guarantees was that. Um, you'll be no further away from the pitch than you are now at Upton Park. Yeah, well, there you go. Which is an that's, absolute that's joke. It's a lie. For me, yeah, yeah. It's a blatant lie. For me,
2: they've tried to fast-track themselves and they haven't done their... It's in it, it move themselves up the pecking order. They haven't done what Spurs have done, put in a lot of groundwork.
4: Also, Marcus, because they got such a good deal out of the financial... They did, and the Spurs stadium.
2: were after the ground as well. Yeah. But, but I think they've tried to fast-track themselves. Right, we'll just let's get to that stadium. It doesn't matter, and then everything will be hunky-dory. But no, other clubs, Spurs, Arsenal, uh, the obvious ones, in in the similar area they've built their own stadiums they've done it all themselves and 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 then, and okay arsenal on the pitch will come to them in a bit but you know you can't argue with the structure of that club and so on and so forth um and, and west ham <laughs> well and west ham um they are they i think they just they were trying to do it too quickly and it was
5: perhaps one, built on sand the, rather one
3: than one of one of one of the tipping points at the weekend also was um the fact that they uh, led tributes to bobby moore yeah, yeah. exactly and then a minute later, on the screens, their Hawk and Bobby Moore tribute shirts yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. The it's, it's, terri-
4: it's, it's a terribly run club. Just, there's no, there's not, just, no, one's, no, no one's joined
3: up, are no, they, really? no
4: right-thinking human being is going to defend a coin being thrown at an, a, a pensioner in the name of, of a protest. We, we all understand that. But it's a terribly run club. Some of the stuff they come out with is absolutely outrageous. Mm. And no one can really defend their management of the club and the way they run things. To answer, I know we've, we probably want to just sort of tie this up, but... The only thing that's really going to help is if, in, in, their, in the fans' view, as far as I can make out, is if, if, if the ownership moves on, there's a new owner in there. But I don't know how that solves the stadium thing. I don't know what the arrangement is about, whether they want to stay or are they tied in to stay there a long time mm. or not. I'm not quite sure because I haven't looked into it in much detail. What I do know is they're probably likely to get a huge fine for this invasion uh, uh, pitch invasion and they could also I think the FA or the Premier League have power to to make them play a game behind closed doors as well so yeah. it's not going to help their relegation and, 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 uh, battle and, and also bit.
3: the most annoying thing is that the the, 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 the fans that the um, club are willing to meet seem to be the most right wing the most objectionable um, sector of their of their um, fandom effectively it just, it just seems like a really strange way of, of going about
5: anything really. yeah. well, it's, it's all in chaos isn't it and it's, yeah. you know absolutely know. absolutely um
2: there was a match played. Yes, lest we forget, West Ham lost. Obviously, um, they've lost three in a well three, three in a row and are three points above Palace, who are in 18th. I mean, they did actually play quite well in the first half, only. Mm. Um, but yeah, it uh,
4: was but, odd to for Dyke because Dyke said in his post-match comments, "We weren't very good in the first half." And it was easily yeah. forgotten. It's right. West Ham That's were the right. better side, probably, and it
2: should have been um, a goal ahead. But uh, Nick Pope made a crucial save <laughs> against um Lanzini, and then Burnley obviously. I say took advantage of the situation. I mean, in a footballing sense. I mean, yeah. they, they they knew there was goals in there. Well, they
5: they did. I mean, I think they took advantage of the situation as well. Burnley scoring yeah. three
2: away from home is not something you. Well, really Burnley scoring more than one memory. goal is is not a, a regular occurrence.
3: You know, and, and credit of Burnley putting the kids on the bench as well. Of course, yeah, yeah. The crowd trouble was um, was a situation where they helped um, the, the kids into the stand. That's it, right. The standard into the uh, dugout. Yeah. What well, right, well, yeah. Mark
5: Noble's comments after the game, which kind of both about the game and the situation were really interesting. He said, um, it's been bubbling over for a long time and the only way that has ever ever really gone quiet is if we won games. And West Ham is a side that is not going to win every game, I can tell you that. We're going to lose games, but when we lose games, it's pretty much the end of the world. If we go a goal down at home, it has been tough. It has been really tough straight away because the supporters are not happy in the first place. Coming here, I think it's a chance to show their emotions towards not so much the players but the board, and that's that is textbook of what happened and has been happening all season. Yeah, but let's concentrate on Burnley
2: though because they did well. And uh, excuse me, Um, with Nick Pope making the saves, another clean sheet for him. Ashley Barnes scoring a beauty. Chris Woods. Um, making a big impact as well. They, they, they look decent and it was good for them to get another win. They haven't uh, been, been winning too many games of late before the, uh, the Everton one. But Nick Pope... Is he a crafty shout for that third England choice goalkeeper? I think, for the World bit, Cup?
4: I think on this show we've been a bit behind the curve with Nick Pope. We've not talked mm. about him much. Um,
2: not, I have to say that's my fault because I've been thinking oh, he's just been warming the yeah. heat and seat. You yeah, know, your, your
4: heart's not going to heal its, <laughs> its, its savage wounds overnight, Mark. Yeah, that's I the kinda, problem.
2: But I'm moving. I'm coming round to it. But I,
4: I we, we we briefly discussed this yesterday, Marcus, and you were talking about uh, Pope and in the context of whether we're going to mention them on the show. And you you said here could he be a third choice shout? I mean. Second in terms of form, I, mean, I understand we're getting a bit late in the day for this, and we've got a couple. We, we, we'll see a squad announced for England on Thursday, and, we, and we'll talk about that later in the week. I understand we're getting a bit late in the day, but you'd have to say, re- I mean, really, he's probably the form English goalkeeper in the league.
2: Might I have a, a few stats thrown in there to yeah. back that up? Um, you know, obviously, uh, this is from Opta, he has the best save percentage of all the English goalkeepers in the league. By a reasonable margin actually and hasn't made a single error that's led to a shot
5: or goal according to Opta. That's 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 incredible, isn't it? it is. The other
4: candidates, Joe Hart's non-entity. Joe, Joe <laughs> Hart has been selected a lot for under Southgate. We know that, but his his star is on the wane. He, he's, he's done all he's done. Southgate
2: surely can't uh, pick, pick him. I and mean, Pickford
4: one. and Butland are the other two um, mm-hmm. two um, sort of candidates, I suppose. I think most yeah.
2: people are suggesting
5: Butland. But, they're not without their problems. Though. But that's it's, right. It's early for Pickford. We saw in some of the goals he conceded. Um, the you know, the position is,
2: is is very much up for grabs. Yeah.
5: I just always think, with England, if, if Brighton, you're I'm relying on
2: your
3: goalkeeper for getting you out of we you need to dribble. pick a good goalkeeper. I know, but it's just kind of like, it's just a Yeah, but, yeah but it's like, oh, oh, it's all right. Well, you know, the last gasp, like, the, the person right at the back is going to save us. It's like, well... Why well, even go? So yeah, yeah. Just, just go home.
4: Can I introduce you just in Carl Darlow? <laughs>
3: who is second in that so, so, list behind so it? So
4: what's your alternative then, Pete?
3: I'm just saying that we always have a, a appetite, for, appetite for scapegoating uh, goalkeepers when we do, when our backline is just laughable half the time. So we're talking yeah, we're, still we're, got are we the <laughs> play with like 40-year-old bloody defenders who've been there for bloody ages who can't who can't run, or we deal with... It. I'm, I'm on your side, Luke. i just said. Who would you fancy for England goalkeeper? I don't even care. Right, there yeah. we go. It's That's just, the it's, issue. It's like the captain issue. does bloody
2: matter.
4: Leave it to the ones who do care. Yeah. <laughs> By <laughs> which I mean Marcus.
2: <laughs> do you care about Manchester United? Eh? That's Do what they care about me, is the question. Well, probably not, Peter. No. Um, but they care about being in second, because they're holding on to that spot, aren't they? And now, Chaps obviously got a good win against Liverpool, and it was, it was better from Manchester United, especially keeping that Liverpool um, front line very quiet. Now, we've criticised Manchester United and Mourinho this season, and many others have as well. And Liverpool have been heavily praised by us and others, and that's, you know, fine. But Man United are five points above them in the league. Have we been a bit too critical of Mourinho, or is this you know, it is just one result perhaps.
4: I think, I think they're v- very good. Uh particularly in the first half. Um, and I think that, that as, as I forget which pundit it was, who said it, but it, the selection fell into it. Mourinho's lap a little bit. I and mean, that's not to, to not, that's not to sort of, you know, be obtuse and not give him the credit he deserves. But it did a little bit because he... Well, they've, they've got injuries. Because one of the biggest problems would, for, for him would have been, I suppose, balancing this team in a formation that he clearly wants to play, but keeping Pogba and Sanchez in there as well. And we've mm. talked at, at length about how we think, well, everyone has really, about how Pogba's better on the left of a three and a four three three. But I don't think Mourinho wants to play like that. And I don't think it suits Sanchez to play like that either. Mm. So when, when he's able to move to this four two three one. Um, with Matic and McTominay at the base of the midfield who looked decent looked nicely balanced and
2: it's a much more Mourinho type setup yeah
4: and then, and you can use the pace on, of Rashford and, and, and Lukaku who was by the way absolutely fantastic yeah. in mm. this game he was so so good um, I, I think they deserve a huge amount of credit for that win because to, to keep Liverpool from scoring I know there was an, an own goal involved but they did a
2: proper job on Salah
4: Absolutely, mm. he, there was there was nothing really to criticise United for, uh, and that was a real like a win to hang your hat on for Mourinho. I thought oh
5: absolutely because you know United were very very good in in the first half and they just did what Mourinho teams do when they need to. They just just like nope you you're not getting through. Yeah. in the second half we just and it was a free goal. You. Were, yeah. you su- were
4: you surprised Marcus by um, Lovren being picked ahead of Matip? A little bit, yeah. I mean, Klopp likes to
2: rotate his squad uh, even at centre back. Yeah. Which is funny, isn't it? Because the centre back is the one position where, where managers tend not to rotate so yeah. much. What
5: goalkeepers always say that that's really important. To yeah. Have a, a, you know, a front, you know, defence in front of you that you, you, that you know. Yeah, that's a,
4: back, right. a back five, if, it, if you're going to go that way, um, including the keeper. I was always brought up to say to, to be told that was a team within a team, mm. and if you if you can if you know who you're going to be playing with all the time, the relationship between the two centre backs and the goalkeeper is really important. And I, I think although Carrius didn't really shower himself in a huge amount of glory um, against United, not really sure what he could have done for either of the goals. Um, and he's an improving goalkeeper. He's the number one at Liverpool now. He's mm. going to improve. I, I think he's got a lot about him. Actually, I think he's a bit underrated, and he will improve. And a, um, a special uh, mention has to be reserved for Ashley Young as well. He was oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Mm. Rolling back the years and um, ahead of an England squad being announced. It, you know what? It's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit. It's uh, hard to find the words to say what I mean, but. Emotional. Like, I, I'm sort of ambivalent about it because, on one hand, I think that's a great performance. And I've criticised um, those two fullbacks this season, saying they've been a bit overrated and that Man United shouldn't find themselves in a position where they've got a couple of 32 year old fullbacks and no real other specialist options. But, on the other hand, you think. That's a good performance. If he plays at that level mm-hmm. in a big game against one of the better teams in the Premier League, why shouldn't we be considering for an England mm. squad? Well, just because he's actually young and he's not really done much for England in the past. Mm. To me, you have to judge things on merit across the board.
5: Yeah, he looks reinvigorated in that role. And actually, you know, with, with Young in this form and Kyle Walker uh, on the other side and Trippier as, you know, um, backup. We talk about England's defence being a little bit underwhelming, but it's it's very much just the centre backs. I'm I'm fairly happy with that. I
4: think think, yeah, from a well covered at the back, England
5: looks strong at the flank, full back or wing back, and.
2: I thought we looked strong up front and that is now in question yeah <laughs> uh, that, is a, that is a worry for all of us although Jamie a Vardy Scan
4: for all of England but Jamie Vardy
2: though when he scores goals like that, that was what beautiful. are we worried about what a goal that was yeah, and Frank and Lampard
4: said it was his favourite goal of the season why not oh. yeah with well, his wrong foot as well Vardy
2: lovely mm. um, but Rashford as well in fine form as well I mean, what, what, the way he took the first goal I know people have criticised uh, Alexander Alexander-Arnold and understandably so push him more down, down the, the wing but when he turns that quickly yeah it's I think
4: more praise for the forward rather than more criticism for the defender but quite and I think to, to relate that back to Ashley Young certainly at some points in the game at the weekend Ashley Young was up against Alexander Arnold who is naive but is very very uh, athletic mm-hmm. Oxide chamberlain who's been in good form and Salah and he still yeah. was the standout player Young you know, you'd have to say Young was the standout player in that game on that was- the flank so I know that the players all move around and all the rest of it but at one point that was definitely the case and you, you've got to give him credit for that what did you think
2: of that one matter miss? Did you think yeah. he was unlucky or did you think chest it, take it down? I mean, 3-0, that would have been quite something. I think in that
4: much space he has to make the right decision for the good of the team and... and- be ruthless. He yeah.
3: didn't. He didn't know he had that much space. I think. I think he assumed <laughs> rather naively that uh, someone was going to come through the back of him, but nobody was even near him. It's just nice that he's still playing for Mourinho. Mourinho
2: hasn't <laughs> got
4: rid of him yet. But when I saw
3: that miss, I thought, Ah,
4: I'd have gone for the back of him. Pete. <laughs> about, ten, about ten seconds after the ball <laughs> had gone, <laughs> uh, as little as ten now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give myself too much credit. The older I get, the better I was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Did Liverpool lack a bit
2: of depth, chaps? According um, to Opta again, Liverpool have won only one of their seven Premier League games on the weekends. Immediately following playing in the Champions League this season and you know again Klopp likes to rotate his side but I I just wondered you know looking at the centre-back situation and and, and so on do they lack depth but if you look at Manchester United you know Liverpool have only got the one injury really which is Nathaniel Klein and he's been out for a while whereas you think about Manchester United they were without Pogba, Martial, Herrera, Jones, Rocho, and Blint. Now you might say, "Well, mm. Rocco and Blint," but they they still they start spent games.
3: a lot of money over the last five years, haven't they? They've bought a lot of players in. So but that's can... but that's not the question. The question is do Liverpool lack of the Liverpool after debt.
4: Liverpool have used twenty five players this season, mm. and three of them have been Danny Ings, uh, Marco Grujic, and um, Divock Origi. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, I think it's more of a case that, that he changes stuff around a lot, and that for a large part of the season they maybe conceded some stupid goals that they shouldn't have done. That'd be my, more mm. my assessment of
5: it. And also, I mean, it's it is a tough league, isn't it? it? It is a very, very difficult thing to to um you know to to just keep those wins rolling. There's very few teams that can show the sort of consistency that, that we're talking mm. about there. I mean, obviously, City have set the pace, and, and um
3: and no doubt next week, Man United will be back to being rather underwhelming. Probably, you know, share a one 0 win somewhere. And,
5: and Liverpool have only
4: used, lost two Premier League games since the end of October. To be fair, all right, yeah. But Manchester United are still five points above them in the league, and I love how I love how Klopp. Before I love how Klopp, he, his face almost gets contorted. Yeah. He gets so upset. <laughs> like if you think, if you think of um, there was a situation which which wasn't a penalty, but I think he thought it was a penalty, and and he's he's very sort of hot on the sleeve emotionally led as we know. But I've never seen someone's face could the, the own it's the, it's the most contorted face mm. since Boer had that fight with Diet. <laughs> it's
5: like it's <laughs> collapsing in on itself.
4: Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's like his whole bottom half of his jaw looks like it's going to come off his
3: face. Well, he, he always, I think his teeth aren't his own teeth, it feels like. He's what about very, Firmino's? He's, Pe- he's Firmino's teeth is his own oh, teeth. Oh, goodness, they're beauties, aren't they? They're
5: almost blue, they're, they're so lovely <laughs> yeah lovely. Lovely teeth. Did you, uh, did you see what Mourinho said after the game? Uh, uh, it's not that important. Brighton and... Uh... And severe, are more important. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's seen Klopp's face, and <laughs> I know what to do. But here. Isn't
3: it great we just don't talk about Jose's and uh, what he has to say when they actually win a football match? Yeah. Like, it's something to think about, Jose. You wouldn't have to work that fucking hard. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a
2: good win for Manchester United, a much Win's better a win. performance. Yep. And, uh, and they, they, they're still very much in second. We're going to talk about those Newcastle boys after this. Yay. And you can bring your fucking dinner. Because by the time I'm finished with you, you'll fucking need it.
3: Something else we need mm. is the emails with Pete Donaldson. It is to have emails with Pete Donaldson and you can bring your flipping dinner. So... Hello to... Uh, oh, I've left the name off this. Sorry, this person who did this. I
4: know who they are. I know
3: who they are. <laughs> uh, a Tale of Petty Revenge. It's probably best that I uh, leave the name off this one, to be honest. Uh, I used to work in a, a call centre for a major bank when this a millennium was still in, in its infancy. Uh, one day, the usual boring routine was broken. When I asked the caller's name, and was delighted to learn it was a son of an assistant boss, Steve Cottrell. I put Steve through God. security and asked him for three digits from his passcode. Then my silly Geordie fingers slipped and entered them all correctly. Oh, sorry, incorrectly. Uh, this happened a further two times. Come on now. Uh, so we had to go through the forgotten passcode routine. Uh, unfortunately, Steve also <laughs> failed to get these right, despite his insistence they were totally correct. Needless to say, Steve was rather upset, asked to check in with my supervisor, so I popped him on hold for five minutes, stared in the space, got Steve back on the phone to explain that the supervisor agreed with me he'd have to go to his branch to unlock the account. Steve was pissed. Um, <laughs> pissed off
5: wow an egregious
4: display of uh, the lack of uh, respect for the data protection act there Quite, exactly absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
3: hello to uh, Tom.
4: It, it is Steve Cottrell so who
3: cares <laughs> hello to Tom uh, just on the idea of footballers eating at matches uh, I was at the, a Gillingham uh, reserve match many years ago the first half passed without incident at the start of the second half the away side came out and there was some commotion as they took to the field with ten men a few minutes passed before a, a chap entered the field of play he came running on holding a cheeseburger he was halfway through munching <laughs> <laughs> the ref caught sight of this. I mean, this is a and reserve match. It's yeah. still a decent level. Uh, the ref caught sight of this and immediately ushered him off, taking offence at the player. In one huge bite, consumed the remaining burger, tossing the wrapper to the ground. The ref, now clearly annoyed, brandished a yellow and ordered him to remove the wrapper from the pitch, doing as he told as he balled it up and threw it to the sideline. From the stand, we heard a shout. "See, I told you it wasn't okay." To which the player replied, "Fuck off, mum!" Leading to the Lisman flagging and the player seeing a red.
4: That is unbelievable. The poor wow. guy didn't even get to enjoy his burger. That was almost literally unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine, like the owner of the club totting up the uh, the expenses and the fines and everything at the end of the end of the month. Um, one of your players here has got a yellow card for littering. <laughs> On <laughs> exactly. a football pitch. And listen, you can't have a pop at Gillingham Stand because they easily beat Portsmouth at Fratton mm. Park I guess, uh, at the weekend for the first time, Marcus, since 1912. Magic. Wow. Over a 100 years. Breaking records, Pompey. What does, what does Every up to, week. What does
3: Optus <laughs> say about that, Mark? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Optus' the, 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 the record
2: of the, the, the start, and that is that Gillingham were better. <laughs> okay,
3: right. Okay. Uh, Gav says, uh, Hey, Ramblers, sorry to be a bit serious on your collective ass, uh, but in response to your discussion about West Ham on last week's preview show, where well, you got a little bit more this week, of course you're right, the relegation would be a disaster for them, but from a financial perspective, it's worth remembering that if they are relegated, they get a 50% reduction in the rent.
4: Yeah, I heard it. Wow. If they go all the way down to Conference South. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the counts have to start paying hey, them yeah. and, that, and, that's their, and that's their plan right.
3: <laughs> so it's uh, it's not as disastrous as it, m- as it might be if they well, weren't being is. subsidised by the taxpayers it still is yeah, yeah. Uh, by all means feel sorry for the West Ham fans is that, that from David Sullivan <laughs> 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 said, like, it's I, the, the art of the deal I caught a good deal that's yeah. all I'm saying so uh, yeah thank you for that Gav so, oh sorry that was oh, me uh, whacking
4: my water bottle against the, uh, the mic sheath and that is not a euphemism <laughs> no it
3: isn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to get just the short as always short the football ramble Dot com. No, yes? Yeah, that's right. Is that right? right, Yeah, Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. We'd like to make it tough for the listeners to actually get in touch with us. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Remember, you're in charge of them, Peter.
2: Now, we said Rafa the Gaffer needed to go for it, and they did. Mm. A number Mm. of results went Newcastle's way as well. They're now five points above the rally zone. Pete Donaldson.
3: They needed that win, didn't they? They bloody needed that win, and they got it. Damn right, eh? Over a, about as underwhelming as I've seen from a Premier League site. (laughs) Southampton. Southampton were... So disinterested, so rubbish. Yeah, they
2: were really pissed off. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, um, I, th- they really did look bad. But Newcastle, you, <laughs> you know, they were there for the taking, and you got to take them. Was, you well, know what? There, though, there was but... a few great goals in that match.
3: Kennedy, Kennedy's, Kennedy's are... first one. No one's like, I'm not saying it was even close to Burcum's goal. But nobody, the spin and the finish, it was wow. lovely.
5: Wow! Yeah, it was a great goal, and actually, Kennedy has given them a real sort of penetrative outlet, yeah. and you can really see the difference it's making to their play. And as you, as you said about how bad Southampton were, their problem is they let the other teams set the agenda, home mm, or away, yeah. you know, whoever they're playing, and they're just getting rolled over. Well, well right, they, uh, they've po- seen, they've seen like the, the football teams kind of
3: inviting pressure on themselves and not worrying about it, but <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you've got to stop at some point and attack.
4: Pellegrino's got like a really interesting way of management, which is that, as Jim rightly says, letting the other team set the agenda and then not being able to change it. (laughs) You can't do either. So if you can't change it in a game because you're not capable enough, at least get your team on the front Mm. foot and try and do something, especially at this stage of the season where really they need wins. I understand it's a long trip and it's away from home, and it can be a, di- a difficult atmosphere as an away team to play at St James's part. But I'm f- sorry, but we're in, we're in mid- the middle of March now. You've got to win games.
3: At 3-0, yeah. New- the Newcastle supporters are going, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think we can really throw this away because Southampton just seemed completely disinterested.
5: Southampton's right. plan seems to be to lull teams into a justifiable sense of security. Yeah. And then do <laughs> nothing about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, Mauricio um, Pellegrino said after the game when he was asked if he was the man to save them, he replied quite smugly, I might add, I am the Sam- Southampton manager right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it was just the, the body language and the kind of... I, I mean, look, he may well be just putting on a front. I'm sure he is. But as some of the fans were calling him to, for, to go. And after the game, there was, there was a few sort of chances. I, Marcus, more, but...
4: I think there's a decent argument to, to suggest... that I, I
2: think they've waited too long. They should
4: fire him because he's definitely going to go in the summer. There's no question about that. I think they've mind. waited
2: too long, Luke. Yeah. But, but I think the, that's the problem. That If you're going to pull the trigger, do it a month ago. Yeah,
4: but well, fine. But... Uh, Time running in a sort of quite linear fashion as we understand it. There's nothing you can do about that now. Mm. But what you can do is you can say, if we fire a manager now and we've got somebody who's a bit of a firefighter, you've got, however many games it is, eight or so, to, to, to get something. And if they get, I mean, how many points are they on at the moment? They, they, they probably need, I'd say, it's difficult to say these days, but they probably need ten more points. Okay? And they've got eight games in which to do it. They're on 28 at the moment. Mm-hmm. You've got a far better chance they if, you, still if to there's someone him. available to to find to Is there play.
5: someone available? Well, well like, this no. is it. If they can find that person, it, it makes way more sense, doesn't it? I mean, there's every chance that it, it'll be Southampton, Stoke and West Brom going down this season. That would be the most brutally Darwinian sort of Premier League relegation <laughs> season I think you've ever seen. <laughs>
4: I, I also um, feel that this is a great example of the level John Joe Shelby is at. I mean, if, if you give him hmm. time and space... Um, in this division he will kill you yeah. absolutely kill you yeah. the, the problem he finds is when he ca- hasn't got time and space mm. he gets very frustrated with mm-hmm. himself loses focus and, and then bad things can happen at worst and at best he's just anonymous but in that type of game I mean Lamina who I think got dragged off had an absolute shocker gave him the run of the park and Shelby can pass if you give him any time you want Shelby's, he will pass wherever, he's wherever he he's the best can.
2: passing midfield that
3: England have you reckon? absolutely yeah I'd, I'd have that But I'd, but he's he's not an England player for me because he doesn't work hard enough yeah but the conversation
4: just won't go away yeah. will it, it won't you, won't you won't let, you let, let it go away <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Marcus the way we're going you're going to have about 500 people in this squad
3: <laughs> yeah. I was that's the problem get him on <laughs> that fleet <Yeah. laughs> the, the, nobody's allowed to take any luggage because yes. <laughs> there's so much stu-
2: there's so when, many when people when
4: turning up they, they'll be here in a bit they're coming on a liner because <laughs> <whilst laughs> <laughs> they haven't got enough
2: there's no plane big enough <laughs> that'd be a good thing Pete because often there is baggage brought into the tournament Joe Shelby's the answer
3: I mean all credit to me he was uh, he was fairly injured. He didn't. We we wanted a play, so he had his pain killing injection. Knowing for a he's got twenty one days to recover before the next match. So
2: mm. it was a
4: big big win for them. Yeah, he was, oh, huge, what
3: huge.
2: Do you, what do you think, Peter, about Kennedy being the first Newcastle player to score a brace at St James's Park in the league since
3: when Wunaldum in May two thousand and six? So St James's Park hasn't been a happy hunt, hunting ground for Newcastle for a little while. Yeah. Just because of the toxic atmosphere that. Uh, that Mike Ashley has given them. but, not, <laughs> to having, to but not having a forward who can score goals no good point players. yeah
2: doesn't help if only there was someone scoring goals right now who's on the books at uh, Newcastle
3: yeah. I will f- spit at you hang on. Marcus. <laughs> but we'll, we've we'll had get enough here. of that already this week I, will. Yeah, 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 right. I will throw Flem in your direction sunshine well you might lose your job at the football round <laughs> um,
2: but let's uh, before we talk not about the worst this,
3: thing I've done today no. Yeah,
2: no doubt um,
3: but we'll read about that in the tab
2: later and um, we'll come to the championship in a brief moment but Arsenal have bounced back it's all yeah. fine
5: again oh Numerous monkeys off the back and thrown into the sea. It's a serious
4: serious, um, question to be asked of the Arsenal fan in the room. Yes. Which is, they enjoy the win, they were excellent against Milan, and I don't care who you are, I'll come from the generation of football fans which says, if you win in the San Siro, it's a great win. And
5: Milan have been playing well. They've been resurgent. Shocking week for Luther Blissett. But the (laughs)
4: the question remains, Jim, and you need to answer it, because you speak on behalf of all Arsenal fans in this room, um, Peter's a closet Arsenal fan yeah apparently are um, so are you <laughs> would in the grand scheme of things beyond the fact that you're just happy to win a game is it the best thing that can happen to Arsenal for for, for Wenger to essentially paper over the cracks for the rest of the season
5: um, sorry how, how do you mean you... well
4: what I mean is what I mean is they could have a really strong finish to the season mm. just miss out on the Champions League get to the final of the Europa League or heaven forbid actually win it and, and that means that Wenger was, is guaranteed, cast iron guaranteed to stay for another year and possibly longer or they can completely capitulate now and I know it's against um, the sort of the, the, the modus operandi of a football fans to, to want this to happen. If they completely capitulated if we were sat here today they'd lost to Milan and they'd lost at home to Watford Long
5: term, there's an argument to say that would have been better for Arsenal. Um, I I disagree. I think your team winning is always, always welcome. Um, and no, no, no. Arsenal, that's Arsenal, not what... Ars- no, no, but let me uh, all right. like, direct, Fair uh, address right. the point. Um, Arsenal winning winning the Europa League is absolutely the best case scenario possible whether Wenger's in charge or not because he won't be there forever the most important and it's easy to lose sight of that that's the thing people feel like he will be there forever when realistically obviously he Mm -hmm. won't if Arsenal can get back into the Champions League after this season the way it's gone that is a huge huge achievement and that gives them a chance to try and stay in there Next season, regardless of who's in charge, I think it, it, it could be time for Wenger this season. It could be time at the end of his contract. We just never know. It's, it's almost pointless to speculate on it because we've been doing it for so long. But absolutely not. No, you. It's always better for the for the team to do well and have a proper proper charge at the at the um, at the Europa League to try and get back into the into the Champions League because it, it just gives them a chance that other otherwise. I just don't see how they're going to get so signing players. Well, for quite example. absolutely signing players. Just sorting the atmosphere in in the club as well just no it's it's, uh, it's not better for Arsenal to, to fail okay well I'm sure some Arsenal fans may disagree with that I think
4: there's plenty of, and I respect Jim's opinion of course mm-hmm. but there are plenty of Arsenal fans some of which I know personally who would prefer for for Arsenal to to, to accelerate the Wenger leaving the club as soon yeah. as possible.
2: Well, and, and on that note, you know when Mesut Ozil who played very well and reached his fiftieth assist in the Premier League. Now the quickest player to reach that mark, taking the record away from Eric Cantona. And, and it's great
4: that Cantona had <laughs> it. Yeah, I love that. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. No, me
2: neither. He doesn't have it anymore. And then Pedacek reaches two two hundredth uh, Premier League clean sheets. Yeah. First player to achieve this, and he made his first penalty save for Arsenal against Troy Deeney yeah. as well. The sort of pantomime villain and so, so on. So much
5: narrative. Yeah, but
2: all this. Some Arsenal fans will be annoyed because, looking at the records and and what Luke was saying, some will think oh, the the problems still uh, persist. And and but there we are. I understand what you're saying, Jim, about the Europa League because yes, I think Arsenal do need to get back into the Champions League. And if there's a way of doing that for signing players, for making the club more attractive, and also if the ball did in the summer, think okay, we're back in the Champions League, but we want to, to move on from Wenger you can attract a better manager uh, well
5: absolutely I don't think there is a single Arsenal fan who even if Arsenal did win the Europa League would think alright everything's rosy again you know problems are gone like, the, the problems no, but are so it's about, it's about Wenger know. justifying it to
4: himself not to the right, fans absolutely
2: True. But, you know, let's talk about the championship now ladies and gentlemen I've been very patient um, before we <laughs> get on um, to everyone's favourite Serbian striker uh, Aston Villa with a great win against Wolves my goodness mm. great win for Brucie Villa could be back in the prem next season, and my goodness, they are winning a lot of games at the moment.
4: It's um, it, I find, I'm finding it very easy to to sympathise and to support um, Steve Bruce generally because the difficult season he's had personally he's had a very very tough time. But we, I think um, we like Brucey, and uh, yeah, and he seems like he, absolutely futureing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll stop a bit short of that. Okay, but, but a massive win, and, and is it two in the last three that Wolves have lost now? Yeah, which is which are is,
2: they bottling it? Well, in? it's
4: it's very unlike them given the season. I, I, I fell into the trap of, of thinking that that was done there's only one automatic promotion spot left because Wolves are doing so well yeah,
2: agreed yeah well Cardiff are just three points behind them Warnock's Warriors have won six in a row so yeah. they are finding form and they so, still have to play each other too yeah so, so Wolves have got to be careful because Villa Fulham and Cardiff are all in very hot streaks of form at the moment whereas Wolves now okay their two losses were away to Fulham and away to Aston Villa two very difficult places at the moment um, but, but concentrating on Villa Robert Snodgrass who by the way what a move! Normally, you think a step down a division would be a bad move. But going from West Ham to Aston Villa, my my goodness, he must be loving that. But he said the players would run through a brick wall for Steve Bruce at the moment. He said the the, the mood in the camp is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Should England bring back John Terry? So people, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <so> people,
2: <laughs> I sneaking that in. I saw,
4: I saw John Terry. I saw John. Stick him on. Might as well. Yeah. Marcus, has got every other Englishman yeah. in the world on the on the plane. So um, I saw a picture of John Terry back. Uh, uh, overseeing um I don't know why but overseeing some chelsea training the other day oh yeah, yeah he was back was, was yeah um dog with him uh, <laughs> the the, 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 uh, the um but, but um, on, on the, uh, on, the uh, on the on the on the villa thing i mean it would be good to see him back in the premier league right they're a big they're a big, they're they, a big that's where yeah, they player. should be of course and, and a packed, it's, a, it's a massive win for them
2: though. a sellout crowd at uh, Villa Park, at, at Villa Park. They, they hammered Wolves who the top of the league you know any tr- any football traditionalist or, or purist of, uh, among us would think to yourself yeah there, there's something in that can,
4: can I also just expand slightly on the Snodgrass point which is that um, it's absolutely the right move for him oh, because, yeah. because I, people who know him better than me I mean I don't know him at all Say that um, it perhaps lacks some of the dedication at the very top level um, in the Premier League to, mm. to succeed consistently. Yeah, in mean, the Championship, when it's not quite as um quite as demanding for, for a man of his ability, mm-hmm. um, it suits him down to the ground. I mean, if he if he makes that deal permanent, because I believe he's still on loan, isn't he? Yeah, he's. In. Um, if they go up to the Premier League next year, I, I don't expect him to have a huge impact on the Premier League. A lot of ivs there. Um, but at the moment he's doing very well
3: we, we yeah. had to, we had an email from uh, Krish I'll, I'll just stick it in here if you don't mind um, after Pete's Taylor being approached by Villa fans when at a Newcastle game at Villa Park I had a similar experience this weekend at Ooh. the Villa Wolves match Um uh, I was with a Villa fan, a Wolves fan, and I was a neutral. Uh, we were sat in the family stand. Effectively, like, you, you know, you're allowed neutrals in the family stand a little bit, are you? When, when it's a mix of people. Uh, when Villa went 3 1 up, the Wolves fan and I were approached with the opening line from a 70 stone blob. Uh, "Yow, yeah, Wolves, you're not celebrating the, the gals enough? Uh, we got called dingles, not really sure what the insult is, uh, C-words, and threatened by the friendly chap and his eight pals. We assured him that we were neutrals, and his question, his question to verify this was, ''Show me your ticket!'' Obviously a villa ticket. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ''What's the score?'' Assuming he was hoping we were going to say, ''Oh, for fuck's sake, we're 3-1 down!'' Uh, yeah. it's it, it's easy to see why GT chose Villa stay yeah. out of trouble Chris
4: <laughs> bring out the jelly, Is that bring, out the jelly. Oh, bring out the jelly remember bring out the jelly might have been at Villa possibly that's classic I can't yeah. remember that that's one classic mm. ramble trope fair yeah, bring out the jelly guys get on to Mitrovic then Marcus let's, Because us talk to, about Mitro. we need to spare How? about 15 minutes to, for <laughs> <Yeah>. Mitrovic's potential <laughs> top scorer at the World Cup <laughs> yeah.
5: in a group of Brazil chat How, I I and think. find a way for you to get him on the England plane I'll tell you what Jimmy. he would be front and central for me
4: so I saw Jim around uh, the back of a uh, not Jim, sorry, Marcus around the back of a, um, a dodgy uh, alleyway over the weekend, trying mm. to get a fake passport for Mitrovic.
5: Right? <laughs> I was actually there, but it was for different.
4: <laughs> it looks just to... like him. He was screaming, <laughs> <like him>. trying
2: <Trump laughs> to persuade Tom Kearney to go back to England, but uh, yeah. now he's Scotland. He's um, T- Kenny
3: described Mitrovic as an animal. A Fulham five points off Cardiff in second, eight points off Wolves. eh? Mitrovic is like a man who turns up at five the side with blood on his shirt, and he never tells you why he's got blood on his shirt already. <laughs> It's just weird.
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've genuinely seen you do that,
2: Pete. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a lovely time. Should we give a little mensch for Millwall, who are now unbeaten in 11? Six points off the plus. Doing Good very thing. well. Sneaking there. Of course, Tim mm. Cahill among their ranks now.
1: Yep.
4: <laughs>
3: Back in the Australian squad, I think, isn't he? Of course he is. He's yeah. always there. He 38 years old. Of yeah. course he is.
4: is He's got seven goals in five games, though, Marcus. Because oh. Mitro has. Yeah. yeah,
3: Mitro is about.
4: Mitro is on years fire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mitro's
4: a tinderbox.
2: Yeah. Good old Tim Cahill. Um So there we are. Right, we're going to talk about the Scottish Premiership after this, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: Oh, there's a fight going on here between two Newcastle players.
2: Ah, the memories.
4: I mentioned um, that earlier. I didn't even mm. know that was going to come up.
2: Well, don't forget that the preview show, sponsored by Bet365, is out on Thursday, everybody. The oh. Rodden family let themselves down oh. yet again.
4: They're having a terrible week. A terrible month, in fact. Three of them now have, have dished out losing bets. <laughs> Insult to injury. Whoever was on the Twitter for the Ramble this week, I think it might have been Jim, mm. spelt their name Radden. So yeah. now everyone everyone in the uh who follows them and who was cading them was using their wrong name. The Raddens. <laughs> They've had a terrible time. John yeah. Raddon. I look forward to the grandad getting in touch for Thursday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, we need a new better though,
5: don't
4: we? <laughs> yeah, we do, we need a new one. So yeah, get in touch, um, at show at the we'll and I'll pick out someone. I mean, I might go Rodden Family again. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These family trees like it's just we are extended branches
5: off that particular situation. Yeah, think yeah.
4: of it like a tube of toothpaste, I'm squeezing yeah. the yeah. last <laughs> bit out. I mean,
5: despite spelling their name wrong, I'm really rooting for them. I want yeah. someone to turn this around. Yeah, them. I think you've don't got you me you? for them.
2: Yeah, Luke, Luke, you've got to be careful because <laughs> you don't uh, go into f- that managerial thing of no, I'm going to be the one that will turn them into great betters. Yeah, I'm, I'm already uh, well into
4: that, yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late. I don't uh, know. Yeah. There
2: we are. Um, the <laughs> Scottish Premiership, they had a couple of the big derbies going on. Celtic won a very entertaining old firm derby 3 2, even went down to 10 men. When it was 2 all, and they got the winner. Yeah. What a beauty it was from uh, Eduard. Lovely Finn. And see, then Alfredo uh, Morelos, uh, Morelos, sorry, missed a sitter for Rangers two minutes from time.
5: All the Celtic goals are great. Tom Rogic.
2: Yeah, it's a lovely one. Beauty. Yeah, really good. Celtic now nine points clear at the top with the game in hand, but Brendy Rogers believes it's not over yet.
4: Well, did, did Rogers get, I mean, I was. I only ever look for sort of Brendan Rogers quotes from <laughs> Scottish <laughs> results. <laughs> Did he do a
3: Brent one this weekend? Did he? I don't know. Did he, do assume... childer, didn't he use the word "shielder" and a Turner? Like uh, almost clearly, he he knows what his no, um, reputation never, is. Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I think somebody quoted that. As. I might be wrong. Oh there w- there right was there was a around.
4: um there I saw fairly recently. There was a um a David Brent or Brendan Rogers um quote quiz thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could choose. So that was that was a while. That's ago. That's been now. knocking around a little yeah. while there.
2: Yeah, but it was it was a. I do it every month. Indeed, it was a great win for Celtic though, especially going down to Ted Men and, and, and Rangers. They think they're trying to get back. You know, they're, they're second in the league. A win would have taken them, obviously, three points closer. And just to lose them, Celtic still are that that bit better. <laughs> the
4: best, yeah. I mean, without question, the best. Um, the best Brendan Rodgers quote of the season though was when cause did they get PSG in their Champions League group this year? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Where, well, I think they got battered, didn't they? And Rodgers came out seven. Hang on.
2: <laughs> Was it 7-1 and then he said it wasn't as bad as the 7-0 or something? No,
4: and he also said that, well, you can't buy history to PSG as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's superb, isn't it? Um, elsewhere, sadly, Hibs beat Hearts in Edinburgh Derby.
4: Well, let's, have a, let's, let's yeah, talk let's, about that,
3: Marcus. Right, Pete wants to do Going for Globe.
2: All right, Pete. Yeah, let's in.
4: get
3: a go for Globe, guys. Yeah. Um, do you want a little update on uh, who's been winning what on Going for Globe, by the way? Because, oh, that'd be great. Uh, we have because one. Simon from Canada uh, basically says, it sp- spring is finally upon us. I thought I'd update you boys on the current tally of Going for Globe. So thank you so Fantastic. much for doing this, Simon. Yeah, a fine service. So I'd have mean, been trying hard run, this is is to. Yeah, happen.
2: Pete, did you double-check the accuracy of it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, hopefully this little update was sent in early enough to light fires under certain posteriors in the race. For top spot. Uh, Tally, Jim is in the lead with 11. Mm. Jim,
4: that's, that's actually a surprise. we yeah. yeah. no, Jim's
3: very good. And this. Jim uh, only missed one show, to be fair. Marcus, nine players. Uh, correct? Uh, you missed three shows. And Luke, seven players. You missed three shows as well.
4: I'm having a mess. I'll no, tell that's, you what that's
3: quite tight, though. If you've taken the mid yeah. shows, Jimmy's on a hat trick as well.
4: Also, um, we've had such a, a sort. Of, the, the organisation of the game has been in disarray this season. Now, it's, part, it's mostly your fault, Donaldson. But what? I think we're going to have to bring in Var for next season. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to uh, do you want to uh, do you want to drill down even more at the stats? to style. Uh, some interesting trivia, though. Luke has had the fewer fewest numbers of uh, correct guesses. The players he has under his wing have a combined total of ten Premier League winners medals. There Go. Whereas Marcus and quality Jim only have four quality. each so yeah, Pete, you can identify a decent footballer.
4: Quality goes to quality. Mm, bugger off, <laughs> uh, Bugger off. <laughs> right, should well, we, well,
3: g- we have the jingy? All right, all right, all right, mate. Just get the get the old clues out, mate. Going for going for Lord, match day, day. all time jingle, that yes. all time <laughs> classic. Thank jingle. you very much to uh, Ben Ben Cattle for uh, Cattle for uh, getting involved here. Uh, my name in Spanish would be Robert Pizarro. What?
4: Robert Okay. Stop it.
3: So Robert Perez. Incorrect.
4: If, right. if that was Robert Pires, I would have walked out. <laughs> because <laughs> That would be the worst start to a clue to yeah. a thing
3: ever. Stop Robert Prozenecki, because Luke will be gutted if that's right. Incorrect. Oh. I was born in Ormskirk, a town famous for its gingerbread and the residence of Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, I know Ormskirk well. Um
2: Because of the ginger. I've been place. to Ormskirk this <laughs> season. So his name in Spanish was
4: Robert Pitherio.
3: Pizzerio. Who was it not R- Roberto? I just said Roberto. Sorry,
5: forgive
4: that. me. Carry on. Carry on. Stop stalling for time. He always does oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. What day,
3: little staller? Yeah. I won 44 international caps, scoring one goal. S- stop, Robert Fleck. Incorrect.
4: Oh, that would have been brilliant.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Roberto Fleck. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> It'd be Flecko. Probably. First time ever I saw your goal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he must have had more than one at the international level. My first professional team on the continent was Anderlecht, after failing to agree terms with Nottingham Forest.
4: Wait, he's born in Almskirk. Yeah, funny where one. the
3: gingerbread and the Duncan Fergusons oh. are.
4: Okay, 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 okay.
3: After finding little game time at Anderlecht, I spent four years at Lens, uh, uh, helping them achieve promotion to League One. However, my most memorable moment was after winning a game against Paris Saint-Germain, uh, while walking through Paris uh, with my uh, wife. Two fans recognised me and hit me in the head with a baseball bat. My <laughs> oh, oh,
4: God, Wait, What year was he born?
3: Uh, he was born... So he's he's not a, I'm not, I'm no, not giving it. a clue. You can't okay. request not clues. It oh, no, no. 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 Normally he says at the start. It, yeah. I just no. know I've forgotten. No. Yeah.
5: Sorry, Pete, what's his name? <laughs> 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 we pretty much gave it. Yeah. 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 it yeah. Just
3: Roberto Pizarro? S- yeah. 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 Kevin Keegan? <laughs> <laughs> I released my autobiography in 1999 called The Hard Way.
4: Stop. I think he's got it. Oh, no, 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 Come I on, do it. I was going to say Robbie Fowler, but it's not right for the international caps. I mean, it, Robbie Pab wasn't an Andalek. I was just basically trying to think of people in that part of England called yeah. Robbie. He
3: wasn't a particularly hard player, though, was No. He? Yeah. no. Uh, while uh, playing for Southampton in the FA Cup against Reading, I was sent off by Graham Paul for showing the finger to the linesman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh.
3: Don't know. I Eric. played 18 games for the Premier League winning side of 94
4: 95. Oh. See the things from- Robbie Slater?
3: It's Robbie Slater! Oh, that's
4: that's excellent! It, that's why he gets them.
3: I
2: was,
4: uh, uh, that's, that's very good. I would you? have
3: never got
2: that. Jim, I'm, it's, it's, Jim's genuinely impressive at this game.
3: My most, memorable, my most memorable international game was against Argentina which featured the one and only Diego uh, and the Argentine press knowing nothing of me prior to the game labelled me the red one. <laughs> <laughs> the red one! Jim, that's a hat trick.
5: So, hat-trick. Well, no, well, Jim, well. you. so but, you're better than the Rad and Roddens. So, Robbie Slater played for Australia but was born in England, apparently. In England, yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, he was. See, that's what that's what's thrown us yeah, there, isn't yeah. it?
2: I thought he, I was. I thought you might
5: have been Scottish for some reason. Yeah. Sure, your workings
2: out. There we are. Well done, Jim. And so, I'll
4: tell, mm. tell you what. Also, a very good set of clues. Mm. That's a sort yeah. of standard
2: yeah. we're after. Yeah. Now we want them easier. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, to be very, pretty much did give us uh, um, his one of the name. clues.
4: One week will be. Um, I was included as part of the 540 man preliminary squad <laughs> by Marcus. For, for the
2: World yeah. Cup you know Pelé did that 125 <laughs> greatest living players yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have the 125 England squad for the World Cup no you have
4: 125 potential England left backs <laughs> for the World Cup
2: <laughs> 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 uh, well I'm looking forward to it we'll probably chat a bit mm. more about the England squad on, on um, the preview show yeah. perhaps yeah. Mm. so there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening but that's to not going to make you switch round. off nothing will <laughs> <laughs> I said we may yeah. tune in to find out if we we'll, do we'll see yeah. <laughs> but thank Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, of course. It's been an absolute pleasure. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Uh, Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. See you later, Marcus. Goodbye from me.